Woke up on a Saturday, I rolled the fattest J, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. He do what his daddy say, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. Yeah, what's up, everybody? What's going on, man? And woman out there. Hope you had a good week, dude. I'm sitting back on a Friday afternoon. And, dude, I didn't even realize it, but fucking March Madness is today. Okay, I'll take it. Just got done um, checking out the highlights of Oral Roberts beating Ohio State, dude. Oh, man. Vibes of uh, Virginia losing to UMBC a couple years ago, man. That's fucking crazy. So Oral Roberts, 15th seed, knocks off Ohio State, second seed. Fuck Ohio State, dude. You guys already win everything in football anyway, so fuck them. How was your week, though, dude? I hope it was great. Uh, I just want to thank you, first off, if you're listening, for listening, because last week's episode with Parks was... By far, um, my highest rated podcast, like a bunch of you probably knew people turned in. So thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to drink a bit of uh, a spot of wine to honor the day. Uh, So what I'm drinking today, nobody gives a shit, but fuck you. I'm going to keep going and talking about it. I'm drinking a wine called Raven's Wood. Now, this wine is very special in that it's uh, available at any supermarket in the United States. But it's from uh, California, 2018. Cab, as the uh, winos say. It's a a cab, dude. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon from California. Like I said, 2018. Have not tried it yet. 13.5% 13.5% alcohol. What else we got going here? Everybody fucking cares, so I'm going to keep going. All right. Acampo, California. Wherever the fuck that is. So I'm going to assume that's in Napa Valley because it's the only place I know in California that makes wine. So let's try this shit out. Fresh from the store. Smells like wine, so that's good. We're off to a good start. But I'm going to get... I'm just getting notes of, like, oak, so that's not a good sign. That means uh, it's going to be overpowering in the palate, so let's just take a take a little taster. Yeah, I get a lot of oak. Got that buttery flavor that comes from oak, and not much else. So... I get a little aftertaste of some some berries, some blackberries, raspberries, but other than that, it's just straight wood, wood and butter. So, if you like the taste of wood and butter, this is your shit. I got it on the cheap. I mean, I can't really complain. It was like nine ninety nine, so I'll take it. I got it because you know I love the ravens, and this particular bottle of wine had the name Ravens on the on the bottle, so so I picked it up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you are, if you're into that kind of shit, I pick it up. If you're into like stuff that tastes actually good, 
no recommendo. This probably get like one out of five stars. And that's just from one sip. So pretty bad. But dude, we got so much shit that's important going on this weekend. We got March Madness, Maryland against UConn tomorrow. We got Everton playing Manchester City tomorrow. We got other teams playing as well. And then we got fucking, uh, what else? We got the O's still limping through spring training. And also, I did read the short story that Parks recommended last week. So I'm going to give a little debrief on that. And it, you know, it just absolutely blew me away. So thanks for the recommendation, sir. But yeah, dude, this weekend, this weekend, we have Everton playing Man City. Now, whenever we play Man City, I'm thinking the worst, hoping for the best. But this, the way the season is going, I, I just have no idea. I mean, playing Burnley last week, lose to that side who scores a great goal. But, you know, it's fucking Burnley at the end of the day. It's it's fucking it's a team we should beat. It's a team that we thought we had it in the bag again, came out flat. So, you know what? It's like same old same old story, different year for Everton, man. It's like they just can't get their heads out of their own asses. Thumbs up their asses, man. Thumbs up their asses. And yeah, they can't get their thumbs out of their asses either. Basically, their whole body is just buried in their ass and they cannot get out. So that was a huge disappointment. So I swear to God, this year we've dropped points to fucking Fulham, who are struggling right now against Leeds. I'm watching this game. Fucking struggling against Leeds. We've lost to West Brom, who are literally dead last in the table. And we've lost to Newcastle, who are 17th place, about one spot ahead of relegation right now. We've lost to them both home and away. So we've lost to them twice. So that's what, six, nine... 12 points we've blown from like bottom of the league teams bottom of the fucking barrel we can't get it done so naturally we'll play man city this weekend and just demolish them so i'm actually um if i were a betting man i honestly would bet that we would win it's just the type of game that everton will win to give you hope just to dash your hopes against uh, a bottom five team later on in the season when things count so i would count on that man if i was in vegas right now i'd put a a sloppy five dollar bill on that because it's probably like 10 to 1 odds win a cool 50 bucks you know take yourself out for a nice dinner leave the girlfriend at home (laughs) yeah so We'll see how that goes. I mean, you just it's a crapshoot with Everton. You can't predict shit. They always, you know, the the old tired cliche, expect the unexpected, predict the unpredictable. But literally, how do you predict something that's unpredictable? I don't know, but I'm doing it right now. And I'm saying that we come out with a 2-1 to one win over Man City. Hopes across all of Manchester who ride the blue wave are crushed this week and the boys in red feel an absolute elation at their 
arch rivals losing. That's my prediction this week. I'm not really sure what's going, what else is going on around the the Premiership right now. I don't care. I got tunnel vision. I got a singular focus, man. One purpose, one dream, ready to make it happen. Although I have nothing to do with the eventual outcome of the game, I'm I'm fucking locked in. So, you know, try to pull me away from that TV tomorrow. I'll go kicking and screaming. But yeah, anyway. So that was uh my thoughts on the Everton match tomorrow. I mean, just a crappy week having to just fucking reminisce on the chance that could have been another chance could have been this week against the shit fucking squad not getting it done. So Everton in a nutshell, baby. This is why we love them though. They dash our hopes. They give us hope. And uh, they fuck us over. And they fuck good teams over. And I, I, I don't know. It's a fucking mess. Just like my life. So, yeah, maybe that's why I like them. Because they, they emulate the gigantic mess that is my existence. But, I mean, we'll just see how, how it goes tomorrow. Nothing's set in stone. So... And uh, speaking of soccer, too, staying on the soccer front, I I did catch the USA against Costa Rica. I think it was the under-23s. I got to say, dude, we better win, you know, now with the team we got because that team does not look good at all. That team is looking sloppy, sluggish. And I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, I think they haven't played – since the pandemic started so it's been like a year and you know we're talking about olympic qualifying here so it's not like a major major tournament but like just sloppy just slow like traditional horrible first touches that you would see american forwards having it's just like it's taken me back to like the year 2006 through 2014 just you know wanting so badly for us to like develop some kind of youth program that's like, and this isn't even youth. I mean, there's a grown fucking men at this point. You know, you think about other teams who have U23 squads. I mean, those players are all playing in the Premiership or the Bundesliga or League 1, you know? Like, what the fuck are we doing here in this country? Developing, developing people who take the hardest fucking first touch I've ever seen. They're slow, they're sloppy, their legs are choppy, they don't look agile. I don't know, it just doesn't look good. And like I said, I always criticize the athleticism of others um, while I'm sitting on my couch, literally right now, drinking cheap fucking wine. Meanwhile, these guys are making millions of dollars. But anyway, it's my right to criticize, baby! Um. So yeah. I I did get a chance to see them. They eventually scored. I, I mean, they got a some really good chances in the game, and our goalie was playing out of his mind, made a couple great saves. Um, and what we ended up scoring on is what we usually end up scoring on in World Cups or Olympic qualifying or what have you, CONCACAF, is deflections. And, you know, we don't actually – I feel like – we don't actually make a goal from something. It's always the result of like a deflection, 
a penalty, something like that. So it was typical like U.S. Uh, performance. And like I said, I mean, our, our national team, our number ones, our fucking first squad is awesome. Really, really fucking good squad. But this one, uh, not so much. So if this is the future of U.S. soccer, the future is looking like the past. But I will say there are some guys who are under 21 on our, our first team right now. so Or under 23 on our first team right now. So it's not a huge... I don't know if you can make the comparison fairly because it's it's kind of like comparing the Bowie Bay Sox to the Orioles. Although nowadays they might have a similar record in the MLB. But like, I don't know if it's necessarily a fair comparison. But I'm just going by the eye test from what I saw. Does not look great. Um, and it could be rust. It could be that they're young, or it just could be because they suck. So, remains to be seen. I got uh, I got some new views. Why do I keep saying views? Nobody is anybody watching the podcast. If you are, you know that's awesome. I don't know how you're doing it, but that's great. But I got a new listener to. Down in the outback. Fucking Australia, man. Australia is tuning in to the Matty J podcast. I really appreciate it. Tell all your friends down under, especially after I do a bunch of stereotypical Australian shit. Make sure you tell all your friends in Australia to tune in. So, I, I mean, I really appreciate it. I'm getting a lot of love from all over the world, baby. Um... So yeah, that was cool to see. I was looking at my statistics, analyzing where I can bump up some listens. And I was looking in, uh, you know, obviously Eastern Europe, the Estonia region. I mean, why not? But, you know, I might start having to look into Southeast Asia, down there, Australia, Philippines. I'm going to have to start uh, tailoring my content to a southern hemispheric audience anyway i don't even know what the hell i'm talking about we got loyola chicago going up against georgia tech oh this game's pretty close honestly i since i haven't paid attention to any march madness this year or i shouldn't say march madness but just college basketball in general it's just i have no idea who's good and I'm just going to root for every single lower seed to just beat every single higher seed. That's that's the way I'm going. I'm going anarchy all the way, upsets, chaos. That's what I want. And so far, things are looking all right because we got a number 12 seed beating the five Oregon State against Tennessee. Yeah, things are looking good. We just had that huge upset. I for, even forget the fucking college I was playing Ohio State. That's how small of a fucking college that was. Oral Roberts, so they beat Ohio State. I mean, things are looking up. It's the first day, first few games of the first day, but I'm loving it. We got Maryland playing tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against UConn. Like I said, barely followed Maryland this year, barely followed any basketball Maryland's a 10th seed, UConn's 7th, and uh, 
I'm rooting for Maryland, obviously. And I was thinking today, I live literally less than a mile from that campus. I know there's been a pandemic and all, but even like the year and a half where I lived here before that, I've been to a total of zero fucking games anywhere at College Park. It's re- it's really a travesty. Like, I need to seriously consider someone taking my Maryland fandom card from me and giving it to some deserving youth from another part of Maryland. Like, totally been absentee fan over here, not paying attention to the home squad, and uh, I'm paying for it now. I don't know anything about the team. I'm going to watch them tomorrow. Hopefully they win. Based on their seeding, based on that 10th seed, I'm thinking I just hope that they can win one game in the tourney and get like to the round of 32. That's all I'm hoping for. Sweet 16 would be the absolute like best just based on their record and based on their seeding that I would be able to hope for. So let's fucking go. Let's get to that round of 32. Let's prove to the haters and the naysayers that we can do it. Oh, it looks like they got fans there too. Nice. Playing in um, Lucas Oil Stadium. So they're playing in a football stadium. That's why they can have fans at like the top rafters. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so definitely going to catch the tourney. Watch a bunch of it tonight. And uh, hopefully like... Because I felt real bad for the kids, obviously, last year. You know, we're about like a week before the tournament starts. And then all this COVID shit starts. We have to shut it down. Now I'm thinking, like, man, if you're a senior and you were counting on last year to fucking make your mark probably in the tournament. I mean, there's some kid out there right now who in an alternate universe last year would have played in the tournament and been an absolute stud, superstar, that maybe would have bumped up his draft stock for the NBA or at least gotten him some extra looks from NBA. And, you know, that just didn't happen in our real reality universe so i mean it just felt so bad for those kids last year god bless those kids i just felt really bad for them and hopefully like nobody got fucked over but i'm sure they did based on uh just not playing last year so i mean for the nba there's only like four rounds right so like the top guys are the top guys they're gonna go regardless of whether there's a tournament or not but you want you want to see some like guys come out of nowhere and become household names for a few weeks garner a little bit of attention that they might not have gotten being out of school like oral roberts and uh maybe that you know maybe some scouts take notice who knows so that's the kind of people who got hurt, like the the people who really are in the fringe last year. So I'm glad they got a chance this year, even though there's no fans to fucking do their thing. Rock out with their cocks out. But uh, speaking of uh, alternate universes, however, my friends, let me say this. I read the last question, which Parks recommended last week after we talked and uh let me say mind blower and a half dude really fucking only was like what an eight and a half nine page pdf so it took for me it took five minutes to read but for the average person probably 20 
um, minutes to read, I would say. Devote a little little bit of the good part of 20 minutes to uh, to read the thing. But, dude, just what we were talking about. I don't want to spoil anything because the story is that good. But it's 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 asking the basic questions of life over and over again throughout the generations, throughout the times. The question we all want the answer to. Who will be the next guest on the Matty J podcast? No. The questions of life, dude. It's like, it's it's just a provocative, I don't mean that in the negative connotations that exist today with provocative. I mean like provocative, thought-provoking fucking content you just don't get anywhere else. I'm usually not into sci-fi, but this time I bent the rules for myself and... Dude, I I really have to say, like, just an incredible story. It'll only take you 20 minutes, and by the end of it, your mind will be fucking blown. You'll be thinking about it for hours, dude. Just like I was. Like I said, asking the basic question that we've all asked, most likely in an inebriated moment. However, you might have been sober and thinking about this shit, too. You know, what can we do about expanding humanity so that humanity never perishes from this universe. And uh, the answer is going to fucking blow your mind. That's all I got to say. Check it out. I can't thank Parks enough for recommending that because, you know, it's given me at least hope. Others are others are voicing their opinions on, on what, happens out loud allowing others to kind of relate and kind of tying it all into some familiar hopeful patterns um i know i'm speaking in very vague generalizations that don't make any sense and that's on purpose but i'm just really trying to to really bring the message home that you just got to read the story Man, it just take 20 minutes out of your day and I guarantee you it's worth it for the rest of your life. It really is. Because I can see myself going back to this story when I have those those moments of curiosity. And I don't mean sexually. No, just those moments of question where you know, you're just contemplating what's next asking the big questions that other generations have asked before you and other generations after us will ask, will ask, geez, fucking stupid. And, you know, the generations after that and billions of years into the future. So check that off your bucket list, reading the last question, Isaac Asimov. Don't be an asshole, read Asimov. Anyway, so that was uh, probably the highlight of my reading experience for the week. I did start getting into reading The Last Man on the Moon as well. It's a book by Gene Cernan, who was literally, as I said, the last guy who walked on the moon back in 72. Also, like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm a huge Apollo nerd, and, you know, this guy's book he just goes into detail about the training, his life leading up to it, you know, the costs, the sacrifices, his experience being, you know, 
leading missions being led by others in missions like almost dying in space on multiple occasions just a first hand account of, of all of that i can't recommend it enough it only costs two dollars on amazon uh amazon what do you call that kindle kindle fire amazon kindle fire amazon two dollars just look it up last man on the moon it's uh just a great read man i'm i'm big into the autobiography slash biography slash historical fact if that's a genre i'm huge into those genres and these fucking books that i i've read recently and especially fucking the last man on the moon are just blowing me away man it's just the the balls it fucking takes to just volunteer to do something no one else has done, which is literally strapping yourself to an intercontinental ballistic missile and going into space and trying out some shit that no one's ever tried before. Literally leaving your spacecraft and going on a spacewalk. You know, almost dying doing that. And, you know, there's many people who died along the way as well as well like some russians so dude just the balls that takes does anybody have balls like that now nowadays i mean like i don't know i mean i I, technology is great but in a way i think technology gets in the way of us developing that like fuck it sense because we have all the comforts that we would ever need right here you know we don't have to like go out and grab something that you know is seemingly unattainable like everything's at our fingertips right now in like two seconds i can google anything i need i can call somebody to deliver beer i can call somebody to deliver food from a supermarket right down the street i can call for a blowjob no i'm just kidding Actually, I don't know how to do that. How do you... You always hear about people calling for escorts. And I've always wondered this. Like, how how is that legal? Or, like, how do you know, like, when you call that you're not the subject of, like, an FBI sting? Is it legal to, like, call a service and say, hey, I'd like to, quote-unquote, hang out with one of your women tonight? And, like, they're like, sure, you guys can hang out. Um, We have different rates for the women who would like to hang out with you. And profiles, would you like to select one? And you just are cool with, like, going through that whole process, even though potentially you could get fucking busted. Or is that legal? I have no fucking clue. Can somebody who's an expert on... Escort services, let me know what the protocol is there. Like, what's legal, what's not. I just want, I just need to know because I'm just curious, like, how are people not getting arrested for doing that? Isn't that soliciting prostitution? I don't know. I started talking about Last Man on the Moon. Now I'm talking about prostitution. I don't know. But you get the point. It's a great book. Uh, I'd I'd recommend it to really anyone who's interested in like 
science fiction, honestly. If you're interested in that, I would recommend it. If you're interested in biographies, his, history, maybe even if you're interested in like historical fiction, things that are based on the past but not exactly happening or have happened in real life. But anyway, before I sound more retarded, let me take another sip here. I know what you're thinking. Matt, it's impossible for you to sound more retarded. I know. Speaking of sounding sounding absolutely retarded, like I felt like Parks was making great points all night. And as uh, as the podcast went on last week, I got progressively drunker off this bottle of wine and was sounding dumber and dumber as it went along. So I apologize for my stupidity. My inebriated, out-of-body experience. I apologize. But yeah, I had so much fun last week. You know, a conversation about sports with Parks can always lead God knows where. Because he's just a great thinker. One of the great thinkers that I know, honestly. We always go off on tangents. And that was that was pretty much it. I mean, we used to work together, and that's the kind of conversations we'd have over lunch, stuff like that. So glad you guys can could uh, bend an ear and listen to that, kind of get in the middle of uh, one of our numerous talks, see what it's like to be a fly on the wall at Chick-fil-A, table number 22, where Maddie J and Parks are sitting, discussing the finer things of life the fuck am I talking about I don't know all I know is Loyola Chicago Georgia Tech game of the year so far game of the fucking year game of the tournament 59-54 three minutes left who's gonna fucking take it I wonder in reality just how many fans of Loyola, Chicago, there could possibly be maybe 5,000 tops. Not even enough to fill this fucking arena. And yet, they, that's what I love about college basketball, they have the opportunity to take down Georgia Tech. A big fucking school, man. That's why basketball, college basketball, will always be the best college sport. Don't at me. Fight me if you believe differently. Cause I'm I'm making it my goal to turn into a guy who guy who looks for a fight every time he goes out. It's gonna be my my new persona. Talked about it with Parks last week. I'm just gonna start getting in fights everywhere I go. So if uh if you don't love college basketball or you think it's phony, then fight me. We'll set a date, we'll make a makeshift arena, and uh, I'll probably call out because I don't want to fight. Anyway. Moving along. Oh, one more thing. Along those lines of the, uh, the you know, the last man on the moon, Isaac Asimov story. If you're into the NASA stuff, like the, the Apollo program, Mercury, Gemini, all that shit. 
there's this kid on YouTube who makes fucking amazing documentaries that, like, only, like, a few hundred people have watched. I mean, there's documentaries on Apollo 11, Apollo 8, the first shuttle mission, fucking... And every, you know, every Apollo mission in between that fucking... There's a whole two-and-a-half-hour documentary on the, the Mercury and Gemini program. It's fucking amazing. This kid has, like, 800 views, and he's pumping out, like, legit Sundance Film Festival-style documentaries that are, are just amazingly put together. So, if you are in the mood to check some of that shit out, I would definitely, definitely recommend subscribing to this guy's channel. His, his name is... Uh, Homemade Documentaries, that's what it's called. His actual name is Homemade Documentaries. It's crazy. And he ended up making Homemade Documentaries. What are the odds? But yeah, I would, I would totally fucking check that out. Because just really, what like, better done than some of the, like, Ron Howard directed or Tom Hanks produced films and documentaries that I've watched on the same subject. This kid is fucking great at what he does so you got Montemayor with the World War 2 shit on YouTube and you got homemade documentaries with the space race shit on YouTube check those fucking guys out if you're into history and stuff can't recommend enough just the absolute mind boggling ballsy just beyond human things that, that that those guys in the space program do. Fucking crazy. So, yeah. Get this Ravenswood. Dude, this wine is fucking horrible. But, you know, I've committed. I've committed my $10. You know, they put it a, a great way in the Psalm documentary. They said, you know, buying a bottle of wine is like a gamble. I bet this amount of money that this wine will be good. So I bet nine ninety nine that Ravenswood would be good, and I, I fucking lost that bet, like immediately. I it's the equivalent of of going all in on red, and you know, cause red's been coming up the last nine times, and then uh, you you get the roulette wheel to land on black, and you're like, okay. First, first fucking thing I do tonight, I'm just out. And then just watch your friends from afar the rest of the night. Or if you just have no control and you're a gambling addict, you just keep withdrawing money from the ATM. So, either way. I'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks here. You have to deal with my stupid ass next week again solo but the week after that beautiful city of salt lake city utah you know what's funny if you google salt lake city um one of the frequently asked questions you know how when you google stuff sometimes there's like frequently asked questions that you can look at the just shut up matt and tell the story okay so one of the frequently asked questions there on google when you google salt lake city is what city is known as Salt Lake City? <laughs> I'm just picturing somebody asking that. 
like legitimately just typing that into Google. Like it had to come up as a frequently asked question because it's frequently asked. So there's a multitude of people out there in the universe asking what city is Salt Lake City in? I mean, how do you even answer that? I never really looked at the answer, honestly. So you should just try that. Try Googling Salt Lake City and then I guarantee you there's a question, what city is Salt Lake City underneath that? I'm just curious to see what the answer is. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that right now. Fuck it. I'm going to waste your time Googling. What city? Yeah, Salt Salt Lake City. Here we go. City in Utah. But is it really a city in Utah? Because when you think about it, what city is Salt Lake City? Which city is known as Salt Lake City? Salt Lake City is known as Salt Lake City. Okay. Well, there's your answer. Now, it's uh, the most populous city of the U.S. state of Utah. So, dude, we're covering space-time. We're covering geography. We're, we're discovering what city, Salt Lake City, is actually reported in the media as being. Like, dude, we're answering thought-provoking questions on this podcast. And we're analyzing sports in a way no one else can. But I got to close off today's podcast with, you know, I hope my O's can get it together. I know I went a little conspiracy theorist last time, but this time uh, I just want to say I hope they can get it together. I feel like because... Just for the pure novelty of it, I think as soon as baseball comes back, the yard will be as packed as it possibly can be. But, like, if you can try, just try in your heart to make it out to a couple games this year. I'm sure it would mean the world to the O's. I want to give them their proper respect on this podcast and continue to follow them. And it might even be fun because we can follow just how bad it gets week by week. It'll be great. So yeah, although I'm I'm doom and gloom and I'm conspir- conspiratorially looking at the future, I feel like uh I feel like good times are ahead. Just like I feel every year and then we suck. But I digress. I hope you guys have a good week. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening. Um like I said last week, huge fucking numbers, huge numbers fucking the meatball of fucking numbers man the gabagoo so thank you so much uh i hope that uh you guys will tune in the next few weeks we got more guests coming on more shit to talk about maybe even we'll go into uh another rabbit hole of space time who the fuck knows but again thank you guys so much go everton Let's go, Maryland. Let's go, Maryland. And I hope Dick Vitale does our game. I don't know if he does games anymore. Does anybody know? I don't know. But I hope Dick Vitale does our game because it's Maryland, baby. And uh, I hope you guys have a nice weekend. I'll talk to you next week. And uh, don't be dumb like me last week on this podcast.
be smart and uh you know if you really want to know the answers to life's pivotal questions i'm telling you man just give that the last question a shot it deserves you to read it it deserves you to read it all right that's all i'll say i'm making no sense i love you guys and i will talk to you next week toodles